0: Welcome back to another episode of the Most of Musa podcast. Today, I have a very special guest, my brother Umran. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Pleasure to be here.
0: It's really nice to see you after a long time. (laughs) We used to play (laughs) cricket maybe like two, three years ago. Yeah, more than that, actually. Yeah, maybe more. At least five years ago. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Damn, it's been been that long. It's been quite far, Yeah. Now you're married. You have a kid. Yeah. You're all grown up. Yeah, <laughs> it goes, man. Time, yeah. time flies. Yeah,
1: yeah. You'll catch up with the time. Was it hard to be a father? Is it too much work? Or no, it's it's fun. It's great to be a father. Mm-hmm. I mean, have a kid around you and see, watch him grow up, and um, sometimes you see yourself and him. So which uh-huh. is also yeah a special thing. Yeah, I can imagine. So it's it's the best thing that happened to me.
0: Awesome! Congratulations! Thank you, buddy. Are you gonna teach
1: him to be a bowler or a batsman? Well, whatever he chooses, but I will prefer him to be both. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> like father, like son. No? Yeah. What if he says, yeah. "Oh, I don't
0: like cricket. I want to play brand ball." Hey, <laughs> yeah, he could do that as well. Yeah, but he has to
1: still ball me.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're going to be like yeah. hitting him for shots. Oh, go catch that ball. <laughs> exactly,
1: exactly, yeah.
0: Another shot. Boom, go
1: catch yeah, that ball. To burn those calories. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So when did you come to Sweden? I came to Sweden 2010, and it was December, 15 December. And I remember there, there used to be lots of snow and cold. Mm-hmm. Um, and after that, I haven't seen same winter or same cold yeah. Um, till now. And soon we will have 2022 and still I'm... Yeah. It feels yeah. like autumn right now. It's not it that cold anymore. Winter at all. No. It doesn't feel a winter mm. at all. Mm. It's quite warm and it's sunny, bright days. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's That's in, weird. <laughs> sunny and bright. Yeah. <laughs> so let's hope um, it will get better. I'm looking forward to the snow. I enjoy the snow. Well, if it's winter I think it should be snow. Yeah. I mean, a dark winter with no snow means like I don't know, it just it's boring. Yeah, yeah. If it's winter and January or December or winter, it just looks good with yeah. snow and you know Exactly. Gives some more light.
0: Yeah, even yeah. though it's like dark but the snow kind of reflects everything, makes it white. Exactly. Mm.
1: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and you just go out and have fun with kids and stuff mm. like that. Been, I've been looking forward to that, to see some snow mm. and to take out my kid and do some sliding. Yeah, yeah, that fun. pulka. Yeah, pulka, exactly. <laughs> let's see when that happens. <laughs> yeah.
0: So we yeah. met through a cricket club. Yeah. Um, how
1: did you find out about the club and what made you start playing here? Well, uh, I was uh, riding my bike uh, outside where I lived and I see some Pakistani fellows, they were playing tennis ball cricket. So I was like, wow, is there any cricket in Sweden? So I just went there and asked him, can I join you guys? And they said, yeah, yeah, welcome, why not? So they used to play like every evening. Um, so I said, yeah, let's try. So that was actually, uh, I be I was quite active. And when I was in Afghanistan, we used to play lots of cricket. But then when I came here, there was no cricket. And then when I see cricket after such a long time, it was like, wow, there is cricket. And um, so I kept playing with these guys like almost... Uh, every day they were playing it, evening time. And then uh, a point came when one of the guys tip, tipped me about that there is a uh, hardball club, which is uh, quite... Uh, you could join them. So I went to Google and searched for a cricket club in Stockholm, and then I found out about Sax, which is today's Eur Gordon. Yeah. So oh, they I changed their name? Yeah, now they are called Eur Gordon. Uh-huh. So... The, at that time, there used to be Sax, Tokumakade, Miska Cricket, Salzkop. So I started my cricket there and I played there for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is how I got in, introduced to cricket and you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so in Afghanistan, cricket is also like the number
1: one sports staple. Exactly. Play there? Yeah, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a huge sport. Lots of love and lots of passion for cricket yeah. everywhere in the country.
0: Yeah, it's weird, especially if you look at the fans, like the subcontinent of Afghanistan, they're the most passionate fans when it comes
1: to cricket. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You could say that. Uh, lots of love, lots of... Uh, uh, yeah, lots of in- interested people. Yeah, people get invested, like uh, yeah.
0: offices are closed on a big match, roads are blocked.
1: <laughs> uh, maybe, I'm, I'm not sure if it's in on to that extent, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you have different issues there. You have uh, electricity issues, so not everyone can afford um, having a TV at home. And then you have broadcasting issues. Mm. The national TVs, you know, they cannot afford uh, broadcasting those matches. So mm. there is a, it's a, it's a tough thing to find live cricket and mm-hmm. to see it. So um, it's not to that extent actually. Mm. So okay. It's, um,
0: I remember there was this World Cup match I can't remember which one it was Pakistan versus Australia and we we were out my family was out and then we were like oh If we get home, by the time we get home, the match is going to end. So we need to find a way to watch the match. (laughs) So there was a a, like a TV electronic store. And you know how they have TVs in the window, like the display. Yeah. yeah, And they were showing the match. (laughs) So we parked the car. We were like standing on the sidewalk sidewalk watching the match.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Cricket is a a time consuming sport. It's not a sport that ends in like one hour. It takes Mm. at least minimum three hours. Mm. Um, so standing on the road for three hours and blocking yeah, yeah. the road for three hours—that's a uh, ooh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's a big good. thing. <laughs> but it's fun. when I tell my other friends, like, oh, our test cricket lasts five days and most of the time it ends in a draw, yeah. they're like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They've been playing for five days and you know, <laughs> sweating and just struggling and you know all that sun. Yeah. and still ending up on a draw. But this is cricket. That's, yeah. that's where the fun is, actually. It's the process that matters. <laughs> exactly. It's the process. Exactly, as you say.
0: Yeah. So you came directly from Afghanistan here? Exactly. Yeah. Mm. And I was born um, and grown up in Afghanistan. Um, so I want to move like backwards. So how did you find out about Sweden? Did you come alone
1: or did you come with the family? or How did that Yeah, happen? I had my brother here. So we came through him to Sweden. Um, So he was here, and then he invited us to come here. Mm -hmm. So this
0: is how we got to Sweden. Mm -hmm. Can you pull the mic a little bit closer to you? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Here you
1: go. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) And what was the situation uh, while you were leaving
1: Sweden? Was the Taliban in control there, or was it the government? No, it was the government. Hamid Karza was the president. And I remember that it wasn't that that bad at that time. There was problems and issues, but it was... uh, uh, better than what it is now and what it has been for like five years ago or six mm-hmm. past six years ago. So, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. So,
1: while you were
0: growing up there, it was uh, the government was in charge.
1: Yeah. Throughout the time. Uh, yeah. As and far as I remember, yes.
0: And d- did you think back in pre Taliban days, it was kind of more progressive society? Like, girls could easily go out compared Uh, to the Taliban time.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, (coughs) yes. um, uh, Now, I don't know how exactly it was during uh, when Taliban ruled Afghanistan, Mm -hmm. as I wasn't born or I was probably very little and didn't Mm -hmm. understood anything of that. But after, um, uh, yeah, I mean, it was uh, better than uh, in terms of, like, going out, being a woman and stuff like that. It was easier then. Um, and society was actually heading more towards modernizing, and you know uh, things were getting, um, yeah, they were uh, they were growing. Uh, mm-hmm. There was prog progress, um, but there was at the same time there were like lots of issues as well. Um, so it wasn't it wasn't just a, a free win. It came uh, with a cost actually.
0: Um. Who do you think is to blame for the emergence of Taliban? On one hand, you could say uh, the USA uh, funded them and the CIA funded them to fight the um, they the Mujahideens to fight the Russians, the Soviet Union, mm-hmm. and then Taliban emerged from there. And then you could also say there were already some extremists or conservative elements in the country and then they just like made their own group. Yeah.
1: Well, uh, <laughs> who to blame for the rise of Taliban or um, it's it's something that uh, um, that I personally am not so much. Uh, I can't say really exactly mm-hmm. what what was the mm-hmm. reason and uh, who to blame in this case. But mm-hmm. I mean, any society that's, that has been touched by uh, by invasions or by uh, regime changes and uh, uh, when the fundamentals of a country uh, gets sh- shaken up, then it leads to some sort of uh, it, it, it could lead to anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. so in terms of Afghanistan, I mean if you see when Afghan war ended uh, it's then the Taliban started to uh, emerge and have. So basically uh, um, so Mujahideen, as you say, they've been uh, they were uh, funded and they've been they were supported by the uh, USA, Saudi Arabia and Pakistan uh, uh, to fight the Soviet and to, uh, if you could say that even deeper, to fight communism mm. uh, which is the fundamental issue there that uh, you don't want uh, f- communism to spread yeah, in yeah. Asia and Afghanistan is actually in a uh, uh, well-placed place where they could actually eventually grow up and uh, spread that so it was more of a ideological fight than anything else uh, what i believe mm-hmm. so in terms of uh, who to blame in regards to taliban this is something to this is this is very hard to answer yeah. i mean uh, as i said uh, any country that has been struck by invasion it leads to uh, uh, it leads to fractions in the society it leads to uh, a certain point where people get uh, a certain group of people get um um uh, they get, uh, how do you say, they they get frustrated yeah. that who are you to come into my country. Mm-hmm. And then this, especially when it, in case of Afghanistan, which is a Islamic country, and if uh, something other than Islam comes to Afghanistan and tries to invade Afghanistan, then you have a very strong uh, motivation factor mm-hmm. to get people against that, which is to say that, you know what, they, they are being, they are taking you away from your religion and your culture And and then the issue of jihad comes in place. And when people hear about jihad, if you are Muslim or Afghan, then you should definitely, you will definitely stand against that. So in this case, people, uh, exactly the same case that was with Soviet. When Soviet came, then Saudi Arabia, USA and Pakistan. And I mean, uh, Saudi Arabia, they got, uh, they they work hard to get people into the, uh, from other parts of the world to come and fight the Soviet. Uh, with the name of jihad, because they've been invading a Muslim country, um, so yeah, there is there is many things to actually look yeah. at and to ponder about. So it's <clears throat> just a matter of uh, how you see
0: yeah. things. Um, I read this book about um, from William Dalrymple. He's a really uh, he writes historical um, historical books, especially in the subcontinent about Indian history, Af- about Afghanistan history. Yeah. And he wrote this book about Afghanistan. I think it's called The Rise of the Last King or something.
1: Okay, I'm not, I haven't read that book <clears throat> again.
0: And, then, and this uh, this book is m- mostly about when the British were spreading in Pakistan and there were some fear that the Soviets, the Russia, is gonna come through Afghanistan and come through India to fight the British. Yeah. And then I think it was maybe like 1700s 1800s whatever mm-hmm. and then so the british went into afghanistan and there was there were two factions i don't remember one there was a excommunicated king who was living in exile in pakistan and there was another king who was in afghanistan and the british wanted to overthrow the afghani king and uh, bring this excommunicated king as their puppet and uh, put their place, put their hole in Afghanistan to fight off the Soviets. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, not the Soviets, there was no Soviet Russia back then, but the Russians. Yeah. And so then that's where kind of like a civil war happened between the the supporters of the two kings. And uh, eventually the Afghani, they turned against the British and there were like tens of thousands of troops and there's this corridor between Pakistan and India through like a valley, through mountains. And when they were coming when they were making the exit from Afghanistan, planting the king and coming back to India, like uh, all of them were killed. Like only one person survived at the very end. The yeah. whole valley was just filled with bodies. Yeah and then as a revenge the british went in again with force and then just ransacked kabul just destroyed everything, everything yeah. they ha- you had like a really good like a marketplace which was yeah. really famous they yeah. destroyed that yeah. so <coughs> yeah throughout history we can see that afghanistan has never been truly conquered
1: exactly it hasn't been conquered it's been a place of uh, war and bloodshed mm-hmm. and um, and we at the same time we have uh, we have had times of uh, you could say golden age where we mm. we were at peak uh, but unfortunately that was very uh, uh, f- f- for a short uh, amount of time so uh, yeah Afghanistan hasn't been uh, the long lasting peace country mm. and it's still struggling with lots of issues and history actually mm-hmm. stands for this and uh, it's sad the way it is I heard this
0: I wanted to get your opinion on this I heard that you know how you see a country, let's say of Pakistan, mm. and everybody's very patriotic. We stand behind the flag, we listen to the government, everybody stands for this notion, this idea of a united nation called Pakistan, yeah, yeah yeah what I've heard it's not true of in Afghanistan, it's not a state, it's just different tribes, different factions, and there is no idea of Afghanistan to stand with to, that unites everything together like all the tribesmen, all the tribes, their their leaders, they will just side with whatever, who gives them money or have, who gives them support yeah. in their ideology. Is that true? Like there's no, nothing to unite all Afghanis together. Uh,
1: well, uh, to some extent, I will agree with you on that. It could be true uh, to some <laughs> extent. But the idea of Afghanistan has been there for uh, more than 1,500 years. I mean, you could say 2,000 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Afghanistan has always been there. And then uh, you have different tribes in Afghanistan. You have different ethnic groups of people there, and you have like Pashtuns, you have Tajik, Uzbek, Hazaras, and different people. So this, uh, um, uh, the very, uh, uh, the very, uh, just the saying that uh, there isn't any idea of Afghanistan or that one Afghanistan. Well, that's. Uh, if you go back in time i think it shall um, that that idea is quite fresh uh, uh, according to me uh, it hasn't been there always uh, i will say it has been there for a very uh, short period of time which uh, as i said before when uh, when when a country's been uh, invaded when a country's been uh, uh, hit by other forces it definitely leave, leads to. It could go any way. It could give birth to any ideology. It could give birth to any uh, school of thought. Uh, in in this case of saying that there is a, there isn't actually a petroitic Afghanistan, or there isn't any uh, Afghanistan as a nation is a a, a, a divided nation in a. It's a state uh, ruled nation. I think this is a quite fresh uh, idea. It's, it hasn't been there for so uh, for a longer time of uh, for the longer history. Uh, it's been there. Uh, it has been there for a while now, and I'm quite uh, aware of that. So, for that, I could definitely blame the the the, the recent uh, invasions, uh, which uh, so you have these warlords who was. Uh, who, who were funded by different uh, people, by different countries, uh, and they were, uh, uh, for example, I mean, if you uh, if you go back to see when Mujahideen got splitted, the leaders, the warlords, those who fought. So you have the Tajiks, Uzbeks, and the northern part of Afghanistan. Uh, they were very, uh, they 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 were, they were for the, uh, for the that we, we want, our it should be our flag, it should be our state, it should be uh, us because we fought. We fought the Russians, we fought this and that. Uh, we threw out, and then that's why uh, they they helped US, um, Pakistan, and uh, Saudi Arabia when they were fighting the Russians, the Mujahideen, uh, they, they had a stronghold on the northern part of Afghanistan. Through them, they started fighting the Russians, so they got... Uh, uh, and then came the uh, Taliban. So when ta- Taliban came into power, so what they did was that they.
0: So wait. So the Mujahideen turn into Taliban, or they're different
1: thing? Uh, I think it, it's a different thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mujahideen uh, uh, turned into something else. Okay. Um, they Mujahideen got splitted. Mm-hmm. Um, it. Uh, it got divided into different uh, I think it's there the idea of you know having different flags having different states came uh, because that it got split different Mm -hmm. warlords they say that Hazara say that we are the ones Mm -hmm. Tajik say that we are the ones Pashtuns say that we are the ones and then came the Taliban uh, who are uh, in general majority of them are Pashtuns uh, and then the people in north, which are the ethnic groups, other groups of Afghanistan, they actually, uh, they felt that, uh, no, uh, this is not correct. It's, it's not like it shouldn't be Afghanistan, shouldn't be a Pashtun state. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they eventually uh, helped the U.S. to fight off the Taliban. So okay. they started fighting off the Taliban and then uh, until the Taliban were uh, removed from the power. So it's there. After that, there has been a, a idea of having uh, a separated Afghan not a separated Afghanistan. Like every group in Afghanistan says that my my language, my flag, this is what it is. This is what Afghanistan is. Uh, so this is a quite fresh uh, thing. To uh, but there there has always been one Afghanistan, and I believe that it will only be one Afghanistan mm-hmm. in future as well, because. Uh, it doesn't really work that way, and such ideas they don't last longer, or they are there for a short period of time. This is what I believe, and then let's see what time. Uh,
0: do uh, how do you say Afghanistan in Afghani? Like, do you say? Do you Afghanistan. You call Afghanistan? Afghanistan. Uh, okay, okay. I yeah. heard. That. Do you call it something else?
1: Yeah, they have different names. They have. Um, um, I mean, uh, uh, they have. Um, uh, if you go to the group level, uh, yeah. some call it, uh, they have a different flag. They uh-huh. uh, they give it different names, <coughs> um, but it's Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is how it is. I, I'm not familiar with any yeah. other name, and it it is Afghanistan, actually. Okay. Yeah. And so the Taliban are mostly majority Pashtuns. This is what it said, yeah, but they have uh, people from every part of Afghanistan, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. to what extent mm-hmm. I have read and know.
0: So... What would you say the majority of like a normal Afghani people like you, you know, the working class people who just want to have a proper, stable state, yeah. do you do they care which faction comes into the power of the government? Do they do they care if it's uh, Uzbeks or uh, Pashtuns or whatever?
1: Yeah, well, uh, I think um, this is a, a, a next level question. This question will be easy when you have... Uh, you have a stable state. Uh, Now we don't have a stable state. Uh, And, uh, I mean, if you go back uh, in time again and see how Afghanistan has been struck for so many years, I mean, war uh, leads to illiteracy. And the problem with illiteracy is that it leads to ignorance. And uh, ignorance, um, uh, you don't want ignorance in a nation where uh, I think, I believe that if I'm not wrong, I think around... Uh, minimum 80 percent of the population isn't actually well educated or uh, well aware of what's like uh, how world looks like or how they have exposure to knowledge. Mm-hmm. So when you have such a big uh, amount of population that isn't uh, that is that is uh, illiterate or hasn't been hasn't gone to school, then uh, for them, it's it's you, you. can't really you can manipulate them in any way you want. Mm. Uh, you could you could f- you could make anything of that. They're like blank
0: canvas. You can yeah, paint you, on anything. you can
1: paint anything exactly as you describe it. Because there isn't the idea of when you don't have example to com- uh, 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 compare stuff to see stuff uh, through different uh, mm. angles. Then I think you you, you uh, it will be easier to manipulate you. So this is what is happening in Afghanistan. There is a so uh, Hazara is bad with Pashtun, Pashtun is bad with Hazara, Uzbek is bad with Tajik, Tajik is bad with, it's, it's a very mixed up. So definitely when someone, if it's a Pashtun that comes to power, then there will be people and warlords or those big guys, big headed that will say that, oh, we, we don't want to have a Pashtun uh, leader. We don't want him to rule. Uh, why is he uh, um, leading us? Mm-hmm. And the same goes with Pashtun. If there is a Hazara leader, then Pashtuns will be like, oh, hold on, we are the majority. It should be our people. It should be a Pashtun guy there on, the, uh, on power. Mm-hmm. Now, s- stuff like that shouldn't matter. I mean, if you, if you look at Sweden or any other, we have different people in Sweden as well, but there is one state. I mean, it doesn't matter if there is a Skoning that is in power or a norlening. Mm-hmm. That's a small thing. Mm-hmm. But in Afghanistan, it's actually a big thing. Uh, so this is actually, I will blame illiteracy. I will blame the, uh, uh, the lack of uh, knowledge, uh, lack of understanding uh, for that. Not mm. really the people. It's not really mm, the fault of people yeah. because they haven't been exposed to what world is. They haven't been taught. They haven't read. They haven't seen how mm. world is now. So it's easy to rule them anyhow mm. uh, in any way.
0: I think like, having those different factions kind of make the democratic process harder as well because if the pashtuns are in majority they will it's kind of obvious they will be get in power they will get most of the votes
1: uh, this is what is, has been uh, have been happening for mm. many years yeah so normally nobody... I mean, uh, historically we have very few uh, non pashtun uh, uh, if not anything uh, I mean, we have only had uh, people in power from uh, Pashtun speaking uh, yeah. uh, or having those who speak Pashto or are mm. from Pashtun families. So it's it's always been like that. Mm. So that could be a reason because that's the majority. Um, but the last few elections in Afghanistan has been an a <laughs> absolute example of pure uh, catastrophic uh, mm. how, how democracy shouldn't be. Mm. And that, that's uh, Afghanistan, I said, that example, actually. Mm.
0: And you think if the people get well-educated and exposed to, like, the rest of the world and be more open-minded, do you think they can be more open-minded to be uh, to accepting a, a leader from another faction?
1: Definitely, I mean... Um, uh, I mean, if we are living in the same home and you are black and I am white, then we have someone that is a that has an orange color. And uh, if I know that I am not capable of something and you know that you are not capable of that thing, uh, and we both have the understanding and we know that orange guy knows better mm-hmm. than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know personally that this orange guy, he won't discriminate me or oppress me because I'm black or white, mm-hmm. then I don't have an issue with it. But if he, the orange guy, if he judges me uh, by my color, by my language, then that's a problem. Then I won't accept that. But if he if he is orange and I'm black and white, and I know that this guy is going to help our country to be, uh, this guy won't give that much emphasis on uh, to language, to which tribe he or she is from, and then I don't have any problem with that. But if he is someone that's going to go and discriminate me, then it doesn't matter who it is. I will definitely stand against that. So just developing that idea uh, to think about Stability to think about build up, uh, and if I can understand that yes, this guy's gonna help my country to be rebuilt, then I shouldn't have any problem, and it shouldn't be because language doesn't. It, it shouldn't be a main thing. I mean, if if you are going to school, you have a work, you are living in peace, you have a good economy, then it really it, sh- it doesn't really matter which language your leader or the guy who who rules the country how he looks or how she looks or what, whatever the language she or he speaks, that mm-hmm. that's a minor thing. Mm-hmm. I don't care because I've got a food on my table. I have a place to live in. I'm living in peace. There is no one that is knocking on my door and saying to me, come out. Mm-hmm. There's no blast outside my house. If these things are in place, then I don't care. But if these things are not in place, then I will have issues, then I will have problems. Uh, for Even if you are Pashtun, then <laughs> the Pashtuns will go against you because yeah. it's all about the, fundament, uh, the, uh, the, the, the core. Uh, so fundamentally, it's all about having stability, and stability is not uh, uh, in the language you speak or in the color you have. It's more of how you rule the country and what kind of... Uh, um, Uh, what what you give to your people yeah
0: if there is like a legit democratic process then there will be small uh, like uh, in the government there will be like ministers some there will be a mixture of ministers from different ethnicities uh, and then everyone will like kind of help build the country together rather than seeing the person next to them and saying, hey, he he's uh, Hazar, I'm not w- going to work with them. Yeah. Like the example you gave about a per- people living in the same house, mm-hmm. like one is going to be in charge of cooking, one is going to be in charge of cleaning the house, and you can, like, divide the responsibilities, yeah. and you judge the other person depending on how they do the responsibility rather than how they look or what they speak.
1: Uh, I mean, uh, at, the, uh, at the same time, I will say that it's... it. Uh, Uh, If I'm the boss and I get a CV from two different people, and I'm let's suppose that I'm a Pashtun-speaking guy, and then uh, comes to the interview uh, a Pashtun-speaking guy who wants to have the job, and then comes the Hazara guy Mm -hmm. who wants to have the job, Um, so uh, I will consider, I will see their CV and see what they have done, what what kind of qualifications they have. Mm -hmm. So if I were to see that, okay, this guy is Pashtun and I'm also Pashtun, uh, and that guy is Hazara. And I, if I know that this Pashtun guy uh, can do the job well, and he's more qualified than Hazara, then if I give the job to the Pashtun guy, then Hazara shouldn't be uh, disappointed or angry. Mm-hmm. And he or she shouldn't go uh, out with thinking that this guy took a Pashtun guy because he's a Pashtun. Rather, it should be more on on, uh, on merit. On merit. So if we are living in the same house and if I'm going to share the responsibility of you doing the cooking, I do the washing and you doing this and that, then it has to be on merit. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't be that you are Hazara, then I want to divide the power with you and you should take this or you are Tajik. No, if you have the merit, it doesn't matter who you are. And if you can do the good cooking and if you can wash the clothes good, then that should matter. But unfortunately, we are not living in that world. Now it's a time where you have to uh, give importance to such stuff. You have to uh, recognize the, the fact that there will be uh, people who will ask you. I mean, they will, they will have this, uh, even though how much it's based on merit, they will still have the, the eye on you that, oh, you got him because he was Pashtun. So you have to be, you know, at the same time, you have to be very, uh, you have to integrate them somehow just to eliminate that fact. And we are humans. We will always have such stuff. We will always compare ourselves to others. Mm -hmm. We will always find loopholes to find and blame stuff or people. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think one way could be if that Pashtun person who gets the job also works for the Hazara people the same way he works for others. Like if if the job he does is based on merit as well. Like if the Hazara Uh, Let's say if the Pashtuns are in power and the Tajiks or whatever, they see, hey, they're building schools in my area and they're building schools in their own area. Everyone is treated equally. Then it will be more accepting that they see their leaders are treating everyone equally.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's this thing is actually. Uh, you, you, I think both are important to recognize differences and to have and to emphasize those differences as well. I mean, for instance, if there is a state and you have a north, if you have a village in north and you have a village in south. Uh, so if uh, let's suppose that ten thousand people are living there and uh, seven thousand are li- living on the other side. So north, you have ten thousand. South, you have seven thousand. Okay. So if I'm building uh, ten schools in the north, and I'm building five schools in the south, um, um, I mean building it, it depends on what economy I have. Yeah. What you you have like if for instance if you have a state if I'm if I'm able to build ten schools in north, it is because I have a better jobs there. I'm getting more tax in north, so they have more money that they could use for infrastructure but in the south you have we uh, have other so- society issues such as uh, lots of people are struggling with jobs there is there are no jobs you are not getting income so they have a very limited uh, money to uh, to work on their infrastructure so if i suppose build ten schools there on north and five and south so the it will be quite. It will be a human thing for those in South because they are already an issue. They are in already in a trouble of not having jobs. They are in uh, segregation, and when you have five schools there and they have ten schools, they will definitely point fingers on you. They will definitely think that you are biased. You are uh, you are uh, um, favoring the people in North. It maybe it's because you are uh, from North, but you you have to have like. Uh, so that's a deeper thing. You have to have. You must consider different uh, uh, b- b- factors too, in order to a- address that properly. So this is a a bit complicated stuff. But yeah. uh, it's everything matters. That's what they.
0: Yeah, when you've been in conflict for so long, even though the other side doesn't do anything, it, you can still feel like they did something wrong to you. Exactly,
1: exactly. Mm. It's grudges that have been there for a very long time. Mm. Um, so it's... Uh, now we, people of Afghanistan need to find something uh, on which they shall gather mm. uh, a common thing that mm. they should stand for, which is Afghanistan. They, haven't, they don't have anything more than that. Than just having a sole, single uh, nation, single state, single country, which is Afghanistan, and single flag, stand. If they, if everyone in Afghanistan managed to stand under that flag, I think the country will bloom, The country will grow. But if, if people start to think that no, I'm standing with this guy, I'm standing with this guy. This is my Afghanistan. This is your Afghanistan. This is this, the country will be in... Uh, in deep trouble and i think it will get only worse yeah.
0: so how did you see the us pulling out from afghanistan like i see it like even though i'm not invested as much like uh, pakistan get, get uh, gets affected in some way but not obviously not as afghanis are are affected uh, i saw it as like oh it's a good thing that the foreign power is leaving and putting the the power in their own people, but at the same time, the way they left is, is very bad.
1: It's embarrassing. It's yeah. a, a, a sign of absolute failure, a uh, sign of absolute uh, lost, mm. um, sign of absolute defeat, you could say, uh, the way they pulled. Uh, and, um, I mean, there has to... There should have been better ways, def- uh, better channels to handle this stuff. But uh, it didn't go. I mean, y- y- they lost the war and they left the country and in uh, uh, deep trouble, actually.
0: But why do you think the government couldn't stop the uh, Taliban? Did the Taliban have more manpower? <laughs> and the government kind of looked like <laughs> just, they just gave up and left.
1: You see, according to me, um, the biggest power the human being has is the power of will. Okay? Um, uh, and... And to it doesn't matter how strong you are, but as long as you have a strong faith and a strong will, uh, I think you're stronger in any. Um, you're more stronger. If I, I mean, if you have two people, one that is physically quite determined, build up strong muscles, but then you have another ordinary guy, but he is he's got some. Mm, you know, strong his, his spirit uh, his spirit, to, and yeah. he is well-motivated. He knows what he's, uh, uh, he wants in life. I think that guy is more stronger. So same thing if we see in Afghanistan. So basically when Taliban were thrown out of, of Afghanistan or were thrown out of uh, not Afghanistan uh, from power, uh, so there it was clean cut for them to know. They know what they are fighting for. They say that, you know what, we... Oh, the, uh, we we had the country country was ours the government was ours and then comes usa with its allies and removes us now this is not acceptable for us so our main aim is our will power or whatever we believe in we it's just to get back our country we are not expecting uh, accepting uh, anyone to come in our country and take us, take our country, take our people, and they build their own government and stuff like that. Hey, we we don't want that. That's not correct. So we have the power. We have more stronger uh, willpower, or we have more. We have a a a more clear vision for why I am fighting against these people. Whereas the Afghan army, they are a bit confused. What I believe, they they didn't know what they were fighting for. What was their cause? Why are they fighting the Taliban? Taliban are also Afghanis, okay? These are same people are fighting each other. But, I mean, imagine the, the difference in, uh, in uh, objective. And, uh, I mean, see what are Taliban fighting for and what is Afga- uh, Afghan army is fighting for. Taliban say that you, had our, you came to our country. We are fighting for our country, so the spirit is there. But the, but the Afghan army who was backed by U.S., who got their salaries from US, and most of those that went to Afghan army, it's not because they, uh, not all of them, but I mean, I, I could say that a lot, uh, many of them went to the army because of uh, uh, poverty. Mm. They had something to do. They had a channel, they, have a, they, had, a, they had a source of uh, income. So that's why they went. I don't believe that they went there to fight and to build Afghanistan or whatever. That's, that, I don't think that that was the main Maybe it, it might have been some, some of those, but I think majority was there just to have a source of income. So if you are thinking about money and income, but the Taliban, on the other hand, they say that, no, we, we want back our country, we want back our, our government. So they have more stronger thing to fight for in comparison to Afghan army so when they start when they had the opportunity to take over the country i think they did it they did it easily and the afghan army probably said that you know what i i why should i fight taliban my government is gone so i, I won't have any more income so i cannot go and fight them so that the will wasn't there the spirit wasn't there that's why you know taliban wasn't that money but the Afro- afghan army with all the resources they had still they couldn't control the country from falling down to them mm. and then there are other factors as well such as you know their generals they they betrayed them generals they there wasn't any functional in- government that could lead those soldiers into fight so there it was an open door for taliban to mm. come in and take over the mm. uh, take over the power. So
0: yeah, I I saw that the this Afghan conflict, the way the US lost is very comparable to how they lost in Vietnam. Even though the Vietnamese had no comparatively no resources, they didn't have an air force, like they were just like farmers fighting hiding in trees with yeah. their Kalashnikovs. It's yeah. very similar that the US doesn't know how to control the terrain and the terrain is very mountainous and very rugged in Afghanistan. Yeah. So even though they had the tanks and the the air force, like the Taliban had not even one air force jet or whatever, Nothing. they still lost. They still lost. Yeah, because like it's a completely different world out there. Like you don't yeah. know what the people want. You, you don't even speak their language. Yeah. Completely different religion and customs. Yeah. It's See, feels impossible that you yeah. could ever take over yeah. like the
1: whole country. And then you feed the warlords you feed yeah. those uh, leaders uh, you feed them you give them money and expect them to do the um, uh, to do the dirty work to recruit those people to stand against them it's, it's just it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a failure it doesn't yeah. work and long. How, how long will you uh, uh, fund these people these leaders? Uh, how long do you think they can help you they can't they are human beings they will mm-hmm. fall on people will to some extent or at some point they will understand that no this is not correct mm-hmm. I'm standing against that so
0: yeah the thing was buying people's loyalty is that there's always someone who can pay more or they can provide something more to them
1: exactly exactly so that wasn't I mean that wasn't sustainable actually mm-hmm. the, the way they had this thing built up <laughs> and I mean, uh, a, a common head, a common brain will definitely understand that, uh, that going into another uh, country, invading them uh, and expecting them to lose and to to rule them in a new way, that's not going to happen. Not if it's a nation of 2,000 years and it's a nation of around 30 million people. It didn't, they've been living there without any democracy. They've been living... They're with the same language, with the same culture. So you can't come and uh, um, impose your democracy Mm. or your way of life on them. Mm. It's it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Children, and definitely not if you are going through this way, Mm. through fighting and war and stuff like that. It's not going to work.
0: So now the government has left and Taliban are in control do you think there is someone like a leader in the resistance who wants to build up the government again? Is there such a figure in Afghanistan that the resistance from the Taliban, the people are looking up to this person
1: that he will uh, fight off the Taliban? And um, I, I, I think still there is the the idea of North as it was before after. Mujahideen, and when Taliban came, it was still the north that did the resistance, and they still believe that it will be uh, from, uh, any leaders from the north side that will oppose. And it's actually the fact that it's the the resistant group is actually coming from the north side, mm-hmm. uh, who is uh, and there is a guy named uh, Ahmad Masood, which is the son of Ahmad Shah Masood, mm-hmm. uh, so he is actually the uh, the leading. Uh, um, the, the running machine in this resistance force. But I believe that this is... Uh, um, uh, I, I don't think that will be successful. Uh, I don't think that will happen, that they will successfully take over th- and build, rebuild a a, 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 a new government there, mm-hmm. especially if you are a minority, which they are. Northside isn't all Afghanistan. All Afghanistan is built off many other... Uh, uh, Groups and people, so it's it's going to be a very tough task. But I believe that at the end of the day, whatever the West decides, this is what we'll have. This is what will be. Um, yeah.
0: But what is the motivation of the North if they come into power? Do you think they will treat everybody equally?
1: Well, the the biggest uh, motivation for the North is that they believe that Taliban is a a. a backed project of Pakistan. It's a project that has been funded and backed by the Pakistani ISI. Yeah. Um, so, and the idea of this has been planted in Afghan, uh, Afghanis. And uh, lots of uh, Afghanis believe that Taliban is actually uh, part of ISI or the Pakistan uh, Intelligence Forces. Uh, so there is, um, I mean, that's why you have so much, uh, if, I don't know if you have uh, noted, there is a lot of conflict now between Afghanis and Pakistanis. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just because of that, that you came to, you destroyed our country with your Taliban's, uh, And this is what is happening in Afghanistan now, that there is a lot of people that actually does not stand with Taliban because they believe that Taliban is a backed uh, project of Pakistan, which has been funded and helped. Mm and educated by the ISI so there is a lot of uncertainty about mm-hmm. talibans and i think i believe that this is a very uh, big motivational factor for the north to fight taliban mm. um, but i don't I, don't I still don't believe that they will be successful in this mm.
0: To my knowledge, Pakistan, uh, I don't think the government is responsible, but the intelligence agency especially, they played both sides, the Americans and the Taliban, because they were getting money from the Americans to help fight them this war and provide resources and all that stuff. And they were like, uh, okay, we'll support uh, Americans in one way get their money and then in the, on the other hand we will train these Afghanis give them resources uh, to the Taliban so the war machine keeps on running and we keep on getting the money yeah, the exactly. money never stops so it's,
1: it's at the end of the day it's all about the money mm-hmm. and um, uh, <laughs> I mean yes exactly so this is what is happening in Afghanistan a lot of Afghanis or Afghan people believe that it's a Pakistan-backed project, mm-hmm. and uh, we do not believe in Taliban, and we do not like Taliban. Uh, for us, it's like having Pakistani army in our country, mm-hmm. and it's Pakistan that is ruling us. Mm-hmm. So this is what most of, uh, not most of, but money, I think, I believe that a lots of uh, Afghani people believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, uh, once again, I mean, it's a dirty politics. Afghanistan is a has been a, a a ground for uh for some sort of uh, i don't know i mean uh, building up wars and you know mm-hmm. doing all those different stuff there so only god knows what will happen next
0: yeah time. i saw this funny story that when the americans were leaving there was this pakistani truck driver he would like go back and forth through pakistan and afghanistan like uh, doing imports and exports and then during that time when the americans were leaving he went to afghanistan and disappeared He'd, his family didn't hear from him from like many days and then after like several days he texts them back that when i went to afghanistan uh, the american planes were leaving i got on an american plane and now i'm in america you see <laughs> exactly chilling. yeah
1: i mean all that The way they did this thing was absolute chaotic i mean that was a disgusting scenes to watch there i mean people are right uh, they are going on the plane as if it's a bus yeah i mean i mean i i don't know if i have seen those footages you know people are are falling off falling off who does that Mm. i mean the level of desperation i mean it's just crazy Mm. and the way it went and the way i mean usa is a is a strong nation i mean they are intelligent they are powerful. How mm. come they couldn't even handle this properly? Mm. So it's it's lots of questions, actually, to ask. Mm.
0: So now, like, I see news every now and then that the Taliban are trying to be progressive, like they're trying to, okay, women can go out, or they're doing, like, small steps, even though just when they came in power, the, they made, like, a big announcement that... We are open-minded. We won't, uh, uh, we won't oppress any minorities as long as they don't do anything to us. So they give this, they give the the world this kind of positive image that they're here to promote stability in the region. But I feel like it's more of a just a show, like a fake mask they put on. Mm. Do you think that's true? Well, <sighs> or do you believe they actually think they could make, they can. The, the Taliban now, compared to the Taliban of the 90's are more open-minded and progressive.
1: We don't know that yet. Mm. We, we simply don't know that yet. Um, so basically when Taliban came to when they took over the uh, state or um, the, the country, they, they pronounced a nationwide pale or not yeah. parley, pardon. They forgave, like, uh, all those people who work with the U.S. or with their enemies, you could say. <laughs> and they say that, no, we're not going to kill any journalists. We're not going to kill any of those who work with the, uh, with the foreign forces or with the government, and we're not going to touch them or harm them in any way. But still, there are many reports coming from the U.N. saying that they've been to- torturing and killing journalists. They have been killing uh, uh, those uh, that translators, and they have done lots of uh, such stuff, despite saying that we, are, uh, uh, we have uh, forgiven all those who work with these forces. Uh, this is one thing. The other thing is that uh, we don't know that. I mean, uh, if, we, if we see today's world and the world of 19s or l- end of 19s, uh, 90s, uh, it's a different world now and how it was before. So now it's a more globalized world, you have contact with all over the world uh, through different uh, internet channels you have those social medias you have youtube you have all those uh, uh, things that makes the world quite attached to each other close to each other so you have uh, taliban are quite aware of this they know that people are watching us and it's not the day it's not a 1996 or 1998 to just take out people to the stadiums and shoot them uh, now it's more of if you <laughs> if you do a single thing, they will film you and put you on Facebook, and that will spread all over the world in mm. in, in, in in minutes, if if not less than that. Uh, so, so they are quite aware of that. That we are not living in a in a in a uh, uh, in a time where no one is watching us mm. now. Like everyone is watching them, and they know that. So they are. Uh, they say that they are different. They say that they will allow the. Uh, allow uh, women uh, girls to go to school women to work uh, and to be more open-minded but uh, it's this question will be answered by the time and uh, uh, we will see that once time goes on and Mm. they will they will show i mean we don't know if it's if it's authentic or fake it's just that you you have to wait and see
0: yeah do you still have family in afghanistan
1: yeah, we've got some family there, yeah. And they, the situa- they describe the situation both good and bad. Good in terms of there is, not, uh, there, is uh, there is peace. There aren't that big. Uh, there aren't blasts or uh, they are living in, uh, in, in good in terms of security and stuff mm-hmm. like that. They are not worried. But the main thing is the, f- um, the, the, the economy. And they believe that the economy is not good. This is what the reports from UN say as well, that uh, that it's, I think, I believe that I read last when UN says that uh, almost 80% of Afga- uh, people in Afghanistan doesn't uh, eat enough. Uh, now, we this could be due to different things, but, I mean, 80% is a lot of people, a lot of part of population that that is um, uh, suffering from... Yeah, uh, the malnourished. Yeah, and the lack of food and stuff mm. like that. Uh, so it's 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 getting. I mean, economically, it's getting worse and worse day after day. Do you think the
0: Taliban can stay long term? Because I feel like, like other governments, like nowadays, all countries are relying on in each other for trade and import yeah. and stuff, and nobody's gonna trade with the, the Taliban mm. in that so, way. So
1: I mean, it's all about uh, it's all about what they do. Uh, if they if they believe that they will be able to uh, rule the country with with the mindset of uh, mindset of uh, 96 or those days then i don't think they will survive uh, a few years i don't believe that but if they are more understandable and they understand that this is not how world works you can't force girls to be at home and to not allow them to go to schools that's pathetic i mean that's bad in and from any scale you look at it, it's just bad. You can't do that. You, can't, you, cannot, you cannot say to uh, women to not work. I mean, not everyone is uh, blessed with having a, a, a man that goes and earns the money and brings the food to, to the family. You have alone mothers, you have widows, you have uh, mothers that has like at least three or four kids. So who's gonna feed them Do you, and I mean it's just it doesn't work like this. You have to make ways, you have to allow them to work. okay, if you're still gonna impose your ways and your uh, 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 guidelines on how they should work, where they should work, that's another thing, but you cannot uh, you cannot force them to not work. This is what is happening now. A lot, many women, uh, they lost their jobs. So what are they doing now? Mm. They are sitting and begging. (laughs) They're in the streets. Now, what does that mean? Mm. A single mother or a single woman, she is in charge, she could be in charge of entire family. Mm. And I personally believe, this is what I believe, uh, people might not agree with me, I believe that I think more than half of society is actually uh, women. Mm. Our world, our societies are actually depending on mothers, on sisters, on uh, women in general. So if we are, if we're going to throw them back, if we're going to oppress them and not allow them to work or to just be, (laughs) have that respect, then I think we have we won't be prosper. Yeah. There won't be any success. So we need women. We need uh, we need uh, mothers, we need sisters, we need uh, wives and we need everything.
0: How do you expect your economy to grow when half of the workforce is not
1: even working? Um, I believe that uh, it could be more than half. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be more uh, women yeah, yeah. could be more than uh, men.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because a lot of men died in the yeah. war as exactly. well. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm. So, and if at the same time you say that yes, uh, women should stay at home and men should work, well, okay, uh, then, and you don't allow the women to study and to educate themselves. So, what does that mean? Every kid that grows up, who's going to help them with the homeworks? Mm. Father is probably very tired after having the tough day of working of probably uh, 10 to 11, 12 hours. And then when he comes home, he, he doesn't have the time or the energy to help the kids with maths, with science, or with whatever subject it might be. So if you're going to set the woman at home, then at least let them, let them to be educated mm. so that they can educate your future doctors, your future leaders, your future engineers. So it's just pathetic. You, you know, you can't go around with the idea of saying that, no, there shouldn't be any women, There shouldn't be any women in our societies, in our workplaces, or they shouldn't be educated. I think that's a silly, silly mindset. That's wrong in, from any aspect. True.
0: So, uh, like living here in Sweden, we are living a very comfortable life. And when I go to like gatherings of different, like uh, Pakistani gathering, people who have been living here for a very long time, they still have very strong opinions of uh, how things should work back home, or the government isn't doing a good job, and they have these even extremist ideas, but they're living in a super open-minded society here in Sweden and they're following their laws. Do you feel like when you meet other Afghanis here, like maybe old uncles, and they're like, oh, yeah, the Taliban are right, they still have that old mentality?
1: Uh, yeah, there are plenty of them. Mm. I mean, uh, so as I said before, we we are lacking uh, examples. Okay, We are lacking examples to compare things with who are we going to compare Taliban with? The previous government that was full of thieves, that was full of, uh, you know, um, any possibly bad thing you could imagine. That, was, that It existed in that government. A government that was uh, in no charge whatsoever. Like every guy, every warlord had their own rules. People were... Uh, If you had small, uh, I mean, little power, you you could do anything you want. You know, uh, the times during the previous government, it was horrible. People lived under horrible circumstances. There were thieves, there were stealing, there were killings. There were anything of, any any possible way of thinking of corruption existed in that government. So I'm not going to compare, I have nothing to compare Taliban with. Okay, you say that Taliban are bad. Let's suppose someone say that Taliban are bad. Okay, then who's good? The previous government? How how is that good? In what way? I got killed. I got kidnapped. My cars were stolen. I went to a governmental office. They asked me for bribery. They, They told me to give me money in order to run your stuff. So I don't have an example to compare anyone. Okay, now we have Taliban. Mm -hmm. What they say, they say that we're not going to accept any uh, uh, corruption. It should be clean uh, 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 justice for everyone. So if you are stealing or if you are kidnapping, then remember, we're going to go and hang you. And this is what they are doing we could discuss that. If that's right or wrong, okay. um, that's a different thing. But, I mean, if you see it that way. Mm. Uh, so we don't have an example. Those uncles that support Taliban, they probably think that we haven't seen anything good. Who's going to who be gonna compared? Mm. Okay, if we had a better example, then we could definitely compare Taliban with them. Oh, Taliban are horrible. We had them. They were good. So I think we are lacking examples. I mean, um, so you could see, you could could look at this issue through Mm. different ways. So they have their reasons to like them and those who don't like them, they have their reasons to dislike them.
0: Yeah, when you don't have a clear, good side to support, like it even makes it harder to evaluate how things will get better in the future. So, in your opinion, how do you see the country getting better? Or,
1: as I said before, I think uh, the idea of having different Afghanistan isn't a good idea. Mm-hmm. This idea will definitely not work. Okay, there is a, there will, and there should be only one Afghanistan. There should be only one flag, and there should be one way, uh, one thing to stand, come in common with. And the other thing is that the foreign uh, interference in Afghanistan, should uh, that should stop. I mean, whether if it's Iran or if it's Pakistan or if it's USA or Saudi Arabia or whatever it is, they should stop and they should let the Afghans do their talking. Mm-hmm. Let the Afghan people handle their stuff. Let the Afghan people solve their problems and stop with that. If we uh, manage to get that through, then Afghanistan will be successful, mm. but I don't believe that it will go through. Um, it will that will happen. Mm. I think that the so basically, uh, as you said before, we are we are Afghanistan is Afghan economy is not uh, built on the exports of what Afghanistan has in terms of resources. Afghanistan's economy is built up on. Uh, what uh, those uh, aids that come from outside of Afghanistan, whether it's from USA or UN or West or Europe or whatever uh, uh, the place may be. Um, so now, I mean, the scene with Taliban is at the moment they are, they are running, you know, they are running towards Qatar, they are running towards USA, and they say that come and help us, let our economy flow because it's easier to take a clashing cough and go on to, to fight. That's easier than to help 10 people or 10 families bring food to their table. That's much harder. I mean, how are you going to provide job for these 10 families? Yeah. And how are you going to... That's That's the real war. So Taliban are actually fighting now a real war. This is a real war. If you are telling me that Noah standing in the mountain shooting those snipers and in Klashenkov, that's everyone can do that. But can everyone provide job mm-hmm. for those in need? Can they provide job now for so many Afghan people that are, that are on streets? Dollar, the value of the money is going down. Afghan is getting crushed. So how, how, how are they going to build that? Mm-hmm. They understand that that they know that this is... <laughs> it's not about fighting yeah. with Clashinkov. It's all about the diplomacy.
0: Yeah, they're soldiers. They don't know how to negotiate in the world
1: a, politics. Exactly. So this is... Now they are in real war. Mm-hmm. If you—if we see it now, Taliban are real. They are in war now. Mm-hmm. Before, they were in something else. They were just in a dream, or you could say they're in, a, in passion to fight and to get back where they are, the way they were before but how are we going to provide the people with food, jobs, and to bring, you know, and to make them live a life as normal human beings? How are we going to do that? So This is why they're running back and forth. Sometimes in this country, sometimes in another country, they are begging people to get, give us back, help us, because the economy is frozen. All those AIDS dollars, millions of dollars that came to Afghanistan, they're frozen. Because no one is the world, world community is not recognizing them. Recognizing them, mm. so this will eventually lead the Taliban to accept those those uh, conditions that the West comes with, mm. which is obviously giving people the right amount of rights. You shouldn't oppress people. You should let the girls go to schools. You should let the women work. And all of those uh, human rights stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think West will force them eventually to go through that that channel. If they don't do that, and let's suppose the Taliban say that no, we're not gonna listen to you guys. We're not gonna do. We're gonna lead our country the exactly the way we want, with that uh, uh, backsided sided uh, mm-hmm. mentality. Then they will never prosper. Mm-hmm. Well, they will, where will they get the money from? If they believe that Pakistan will give them dollars, that won't happen because Mm -hmm. Pakistan itself is in in, in desperate need of economical growth. Mm -hmm. And Iran won't do that. Saudi Arabia won't do that either. No one's going to do that. Mm -hmm. So eventually there will be force. So the same people they fought. Now they are asking the same people to help them back in terms of economy. So there there isn't any clear thing, actually to see and to compare stuff. Mm. It's a very mixed up, mixed up. I mean, there is, an, there is no clear
0: way. Yeah, everybody can make their own theories, but there is no solid evidence that shows how the country is going to go into no. the future.
1: But most probably, this is how it will be, that the West will impose their ideas on them. And to say that, okay, if you want our aid, if you want us to recognize you as a government, then yes you have to take this and that they will bring back their warlords they will make an all inclusive uh, <laughs> government mm. and they will ask them to uh, give human beings uh, 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 the basic rights mm. and they have to go through they have to understand and accept that mm. if they don't do that then they will be crashed afghanistan people will die of hunger as they are doing now people are selling their kids because they cannot provide and take care of them. And the money is losing the value. Mm. It's just because there isn't, no aid is coming. Those millions of dollars, they are frozen. Mm. So Taliban will eventually, if they don't do that, then people will start fighting them. People will kill each other. Mm. There will be migration. Millions will move to Iran, Pakistan. They will leave the country. So The country will be as it is in a catastrophic situation. Okay, if, if if there is no war, that's I'm not worried about that. It should rather be war, and I have food in my on my table, than it's not war and I don't have food on my table. Yeah, which one will you go for? Definitely the f- the second one, mm. which is food. So it's um, it's very. Um, mm.
0: There are several different theories out there about how the U.S. exited uh, Afghanistan. And one of them is that the U.S. strategically left in such a quick way because they wanted to show the world that the Taliban cannot control the country and eventually they can come back. Yeah. Do you think there is uh, any idea of the U.S. making a comeback and taking over again?
1: Well, I, I don't know that. As I mm. said before, that this is something that um, which way it will go, it's mm. quite uh, uncertain. We, we don't know. Uh, what will happen? I I still believe that it's it's all in the hands of USA how 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 they uh, they want to do it. It will be the way they want. Uh, and um, I personally believe that I I personally believe that they won't come back, and they won't come back with their artilleries to fight them. This is not gonna happen. But I believe that they will impose their ideas what they believe and they will uh, force them to take uh, uh, to to do things in accordance to their and uh, way of uh, yeah. seeing things so uh, and i don't know i mean that's very hard question to answer but i believe that it, it won't be through force and war rather it will be more of uh, diplomacy yeah. and uh, solve that through political, political war yeah at the end of the day, it's still the people that's going to suffer. Mm. <laughs> so it's...
0: It's always any kind of war, any kind of conflict. The the working class man who's like a normal person who wants to put food on their table for their kids, they always get crushed in the politics of others. Like They don't care who yeah. takes over the country, whether it's the US, as long as their basic needs are provided for. They have basic rights and the kids can play and be safe out there.
1: Yeah, uh, it's all about the food. I mean, mm. uh, uh, it's if I'm father and I don't have food on my table, you can only imagine what I can do mm. to to get that food on table for my kids. Mm. And this is what they. <laughs> if if it's a if he became talib it might have become talib because of the poverty yeah or if he is someone that is an afghan army or was an afghan army it, it was for the same reason that they wanted to have some food on their table mm-hmm. so it's 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 i think i don't it's very little about fighting it's more of a, a, a political uh, thing mm. yeah. um so only god knows what will happen
0: yeah I think that uh, people saw like the, in, the, in the 1900s we had two great wars and then we had uh, the Soviet Union collapsing and all these other several small wars. And then in the 2000s, things were generally, the outlook was, oh, things are getting better, we're not fighting as many wars, where globalization is spreading and the internet and everything being connected. But at the same time, we have Yemen, we have Libya, we have Syria. Like things haven't changed that much. Yeah. So still, like it feels weird to me when I look at the world in such a in a grand scale, like we're here in Sweden and everything is so quiet and peaceful. I can go out at like three a.m. on a city, just like strolling around, yeah. and in in the same small world, on the other side there are people who don't who don't know when they're gonna eat their next meal. Yeah, like people like children living in poverty, they're basically skeletons and. It's like mind boggling how there's so m- different lifestyles in such a small world. Yeah,
1: that's that's uh, astonishing. I mean, mm. uh, and at the same time, Oosa, there, are, there, there will always be plus minus there. Uh, it's no way possible that everything will be bloomy and gloomy. Yeah, you will always have ups and downs. I mean, in any aspect of life. Uh, if we look at how it was in the Middle East before, for many, many years back, they had it very good. And the West was in deep trouble. They didn't have the same um, uh, lifestyle that the uh, Middle East had. Mm. But now it's... West is having quite nice time. They are building up, they are growing, and many countries in uh, Middle East is actually falling off and they are in war, as you described. I mean, look at Syria... How many sci- sci- scientists they have produced? I mean, the first university was built by a girl in the Middle East. Mm. And lots of physicians came from Middle East. I mean, look at algebra.
0: Mm.
1: Muhammad al-Khawarizmi, founding father of uh, algebra. Yeah, astronomy, chemistry, yeah. everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. So that part of world had a huge impact on what the world is today. But today it's a bit different, as you say. There is a, there is issues there, down there in those countries, and we are living in a peaceful life here. So mm. <sighs> it's a weird thing. <laughs> it's a weird, weird stuff. Yeah. yeah. Let's hope and um, let's hope for the best. Mm. And um, as far as Afghanistan is concerned, um, it's a tough situation there. Mm-hmm. People are dying. Um, future is not clear. Uh, we don't see any future um, brightness or.
0: Yeah, we can only hope and pray. Like hope and pray. Uh, us, uh, us, as individuals, we cannot contribute in such a impactful way. I think the only thing you can do is like you have a kid. The only way you can make the world better is through them. Teach them. Yeah. The good values and teach them that not do right thi- and
1: not yeah, do the right things definitely a world is built off of us of mm. human beings mm. of us uh, how we how we how we grow how we how we behave what we believe in how we do things this is what makes the world so you can't see as a uh, you, you can what we do now is that we look at the world uh, from a group perspective world is not a group world is built of individuals I mean, if we see the world through individuals, then there will be a different scene because it's it actually my actions and your actions that determine the, 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 the faith of a country. I mean, if you look at Afghanistan, if, if we as a people, as a individuals, if we were uh, honest, if we were educated, we wouldn't have let our country to go in that way since we are not educated as individuals. This is why we are doing things that are bad, mm-hmm. which affects our country. So at the same, as you say, it's all in our hands and it's mm-hmm. it's it's more that individual uh, to blame. Yeah.
0: Even we cannot put the Taliban all in one bubble. As you said earlier, some... Some Taliban, their motivation might be they actually want to fight the foreign powers and take control. They might be oh, uh, we the majority should be in power, while the other Taliban they don't care about this policy. They're like, oh, I'm getting a salary, I'm getting money, yeah. I just want to feed my kids.
1: Exactly. So it, it exactly mm. exactly it's a I mean not the, it's all about the individual. Mm. It's what what the specific person say or do that that's what matters. Mm.
0: Okay, one last thing I want to ask. Like, uh, so the president uh, fled to the UAE. Yeah. The, so there was. Is the vice
1: president still there? No one is there. No one from. Uh, no, from um, the government. Uh, no, uh, uh-huh. it's uh, it's the foreign president uh, Hamid Karzai, mm. and the uh, national peace call oh, consolation uh, president Abdullah Abdullah he is there in the country mm. and then you have some other uh, previous leaders that are in the country mm-hmm. so those that were in charge as and it's close uh, nearby they are they have fled the country mm-hmm. um, they have left the country yes yeah so there is no clear leader that people can follow no. uh, mm-hmm. there is no clear so it's basically Taliban now so yeah. it's their leadership that rules the country mm-hmm. for now but they are not internationally recognized, mm. and they won't be that until they actually uh, um, change their they mindset. They have to play have, ball, yeah. They have to prove themselves, because mm. um, international community will never trust them unless mm. they, they really show that, no, we are not here to uh, oppress people, we are not here to block people and, mm. and to let people go uh, backwards. And they understand that we people have grown up. For the, I mean, um, there, there wasn't Taliban for like 20 years. In this 20 years, people have become very modern. Mm. Girls are going to coffee shops. Boys are going to coffee shops. They are going and doing their courses. So their way of living has changed. So when you, as a Taliban government, you try to restrict them from doing such stuff, then that leads to some sort of frustration in those mm. individuals. And those individuals, when they get angry... Uh, that will definitely lead to eventually that that the people itself might go up against them and say that we don't want you anymore. Yeah. So it could go to that extent mm-hmm. as it has done with other countries as well. It has it has happened. A like civil history. war. Yeah, mm-hmm. people will not accept that. We they 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 not they are not going back. I mm-hmm. think they are missing their courses. They are missing uh, their friends. They are missing their coffee shop chit-chats. They are missing their TikToks. They are missing their Instagram. Mm-hmm. They are missing their Facebook. All those small things, I mean, they matter for them. Those things actually have a huge part. If you are living in this world, I mean, imagine your life without your, so, your social, social media. How yeah. will that be? Yeah. I, I, I don't see, actually. I think lots of my life is actually in, in social media. I'm dependent on social media mm-hmm. to that extent so it's it's a it's a tough job for taliban mm-hmm. to do and i think they i believe personally that they have to understand that this is not world gonna work they have if they want to rule afghanistan then they have to understand that there there will be they have to be uh, there has to be uh, easiness in, in their mindset they cannot go back in time and force people uh, and you know do do stuff that will that will make the world um, have their eyes on them. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so
0: I see like several options. Like one is the Taliban don't listen to the, the West. Like they don't conform to their whatever treaties. Yeah. yeah. And then the economy crashes. There might be a civil war, like an uprising against them. Yeah. And the second part is they kind of become more modern, more progressive. They... The UN put some conditions on them, and the economy starts to grow. But at the same time, even if it's growing, the Taliban are in charge. So that's not ideal either.
1: Yeah, I mean, Taliban, it's an ideology. and They say that we believe in Islam, and Islam is our way of life. Now, which Islam they talk about? I mean, they are more of a, ideologically speaking, they are more of a diobandi, diobandism uh, kind of uh, ruling stuff that they believe in. Uh, if they believe in that Islam, then I think Islam never uh, uh, forbids women from going to work. Mm. I mean, we have uh, the wife of Prophet Muhammad, Salallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Khadija. She was an entrepreneur. She was a businesswoman, mm. and the same times with other uh, phenomenal women, Islamic women that had huge part. I mean, a Muslim girl starts a first university. So it's, it's it's I think it's pathetic to not count women uh, in in a country or in a, in growth of a country. Mm. It's rather opposite. Woman has a very very essential part in this, yeah. and you cannot forbid the kids going from school going to school. Girls have the full right to educate every human being or every in in the to their level every Muslim. Uh, whether it's a boy or girl, is, is actually obliged to get educated. Mm. So they can't, I mean, uh, what Islam do they believe in? Sometimes I, I, I actually get confused.
0: Mm. Yeah, Islam is just a tool for them to manipulate people, spread their
1: propaganda. Exactly, mm. exactly. Um, so Islam is free from all such stuff. Mm. Islam is free from oppression. Islam is free from uh, not allowing women to go to Mm. work, to go to school. That's just pathetic. Mm. Yes, you can have your guidelines, which is understandable. If you say that we have had that, if my religion is not allowing women to do this or that, and then um, then you have like valid reasons for that and you want to have different uh, guidelines, then this is something else. Mm-hmm. But if you are going in general saying, no, no woman is allowed to work, mm-hmm. well, then we are actually causing big trouble. Yeah. So they have to lose up and they have to understand things. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's Islam, they have to understand Islam properly. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you said, Islam, if they are using Islam as a tool, then there is something else. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's, it's the money that is involved
0: yeah definitely well i hope we'll, well we can only see and watch where this leads to i think the several next several years are very important how the yeah. taliban starts the country yeah well thank you so much for coming today this was really pleasure being I, here i, I learned it's, a lot today
1: hey i learned i learned mm-hmm. from uh, having this chat i <laughs> mean it was really nice yeah. to be here and to speak to you mm.
0: I hope the people listening got a new perspective on the situation in Afghanistan. And let's all pray for Afghanistan and for the brothers and sisters who are there. And thank you for listening. Peace be upon you all. Bye-bye.